0: Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits.
1: I say, America, stay out of the
2: bushes. Look for the union label.
1: to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, driving their just powers from the consent of the government.
3: From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected.
0: It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan.
4: Welcome, everybody, to the Alan Nathan Show. Silker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today. Remember how, what was it, uh, the week before last, uh, he had the painters over at his house, and they were just doing a bang-up job on the inside? Now they're doing a very bang-up job on the outside. Such a loud bang-up job, in fact, that he cannot do the show because, uh, well... It's just really disrupting everything at his house so he had to be there instead of here and i'm pretty sure some of the neighbors are trying to disrupt the painters as well so good luck to you alan and uh perhaps you should have taken the headphones from the studio so because uh you did describe this as being a very loud situation however if alan were here with us today he would give you his mantra folks we want the republicans out of our bedrooms the democrats out of our wallets And both out of our first and 2nd amendment rights. The Alan Nathan Show is a Main Street Radio Network production, so we want to thank the Main Street Radio Network for allowing this program to exist. Management disagrees with content sometimes, and certainly their clients do, but management always has our backs. We appreciate that. I also want to thank the Salem Radio Network for distributing the show. You can go to Network dot com, find out more about this program or the Silker Joe Show up there. You can also go to alanathan on Twitter at alanathan or on Twitter at Main Street Radio or on Facebook at Main Street Radio Network or for my show Getter G E T T R dot com at Silker Joe Show. Now, about this time, Alan would give to you his pre written topic. Luckily, I was able to bang one up real quick while <laughs> anticipating Alan coming on board. Or well. And after, that is after Alan told me he would be paying, paying the house. See, I got the topic out, but I didn't get the description of what happened out. Anyway, it is latest Rasmussen poll shows Trump taking the lead for 2024. Could it be the Biden administration's many failures and abuses of power are catching up with it? And will people forget by next year? Talking with us now about this, we have former state Senator Ted Harvey. He is chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President at StopJoe.com. So certainly this is a poll that his organization would be interested in. Ted Harvey, I always happy to have you. How are you today?
5: I am great. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. All right. So what do you make
4: of this poll? Uh, too early to celebrate, I guess, because it's, what, a year and a half until the election. But it is interesting because I don't think any of the polls in 2020 ever showed Trump taking the lead by this much.
5: No, it definitely, it's encouraging. Um, It's the right trend that any candidate wants to have, doesn't matter whether it's a year and a half out or not. Um, I think it is two things. I think it is an indication of just how bad this administration has been on literally every single topic that um, administration needs to be responsible for, whether it's securing our borders or international issues or the economy. This, this administration is failing us left and right. But I also think it is because the American people are seeing exactly what's going on with the deep state and the FBI and this administration, the Department of Justice, continually going after Donald Trump with flimsy um, uh, crimes. And you look at what, what happened in New York. Two weeks ago, um, everybody realizes this is just a witch hunt, and every time the Democrats do it, it only improves Donald Trump's poll numbers because the American people are sick of it.
4: There was one poll that was particularly egregious that I saw where it showed that uh, Democrats generally didn't really care that uh, the witch hunt against trump might just be politically motivated they want him behind bars by any means necessary and i think this is uh maybe disrupting the more radical element of their party which actually turned out to be like two-thirds three-quarters of their voters somewhere in there according to that poll and alienating any independents or anyone needed to win
5: that's right. And you look at Trump's uh, loss in 2020, he, he lost a couple states by 10,000 votes. If the Democrats continue to alienate um, pretty conservative, unaffiliated voters and conservative Democrats because they're going after the, the president and his supporters for nothing more than political retaliation, um, they're they're not going to support that. And I think you're seeing that in the polls and you're seeing that. In elections across the board, um, where conservatives are winning in, demo- in 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 purple states and purple districts across the country, where um, the unaffiliated and the conservative Democrats are voting for the Republican candidate.
4: Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the Biden administration fiddles while Rowan burns. I'm just <laughs> over the weekend. I saw that uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, as we had another dangerous derailment in Maine. He's on i think it was msnbc the whatever show al sharpton hosts and he's talking about how traffic accidents are caused by racism where's this guy at <laughs> and it's, people, a, it's embarrassing and the uh, you know people watching that they're like well wait a minute this is the administ- am i really going to want to vote for these suckers again because we keep having these derailments and this is all the guy can talk
5: about well, it, it's embarrassing because the, pulling out the race card is the only thing the Democrats have, and they are scrambling to try to mobilize their their base. And it's no, you know, it's not surprising to anybody that African American voters vote at ninety percent Democrat. But if they don't vote, which oftentimes they don't, um, they're, the Democrats are going to lose, and so that the administration and every secretary in the administration is is doing everything they can to scare the minority community to get them out to vote for the Democrats. And I personally don't think that that is happening. If you you look at the poll numbers and the internals of these polls that have been coming out, you're seeing African-American men moving more and more and more into Donald Trump's column. And if If Donald Trump does better in in 2024 than he did in 2020 um, with the African-American vote, the the Democrats are going to be doomed. And I think that they realize that that's happening, and that's why they're scurrying as much as they can right now.
4: Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit troubling to think, what are they going to do next? As their position gets weaker and weaker, as their grip on various communities gets weaker and weaker, what other crazy thing are they going to do? Are we going to see more indictments? You know, actually, I read there was this, uh, whatever, that court case, uh, Dominion voting against Fox News, that that's uh, suddenly been delayed. You know, it occurred to me they might decide to delay it till next year and then issue a gag order so Fox News can't do any election coverage going into the 2024 election. And you know, there was speculation that the same thing would, have, would happen with uh, Trump, that his indictment would come with a gag order and he wouldn't be able to campaign.
5: Well, I do think it's interesting. I mean, you look at the New York case, they aren't even going to be submitting their um, rebuttals until December 4th. Then the judge isn't probably going to have any um, response until mid-January. That's when the um, Republican debates. Start is early in 2024 so is 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 this going to be hanging over the the election in the Republican primary and going into debates where Trump's opponents don't want to say anything because they don't want to upset trump's face and then Trump is going to be in the midst of having to fight this court battle which is ridiculous, um, all of the charges that they brought forward. Um, You know, the Democrats are purposely trying to muddy the waters from a legal perspective going into the 2024 elections. But in the end, I think that they're they're only hurting themselves again. I think it's the more they put Trump into the news and get his name out there, the the worse it is for the Democrats. And you look at what happened when they brought the indictment forward, and, and Trump had to go into New York. Every single network in the country covered that and had Donald Trump on, on the TV screen, and fifty percent of every single television that was turned on that day was watching Donald Trump give his speech from Mar-a-Lago and talking about what a, what a witch hunt this is. That's not good for the Democrats to have Donald Trump on 50% of the televisions across the country.
4: Yeah, they're uh, it's sort of the reverse of what happened in 2016, where they gave him free coverage because they thought, oh, surely he cannot win. And now they're giving him free coverage again to try and destroy him, but uh, they're not realizing just how biased they looked and how this is giving away their game you know if they were doing these indictments maybe a bit more secretly or something where the public couldn't actually see what was going on it would be one thing but with the severe biasness against him i don't know if biasness is a word uh it seems that they are really really tipping their hand and just putting away any pretense that this isn't rigged that they don't control the justice system and aren't rigging that too
5: right and donald trump was one of the most talented politicians ever in in, um, working the media and being able to speak directly to the American people. And his press conference from Mar-a-Lago after the indictment was incredibly impressive and very presidential-like, and that's the last thing the Democrats want. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. All right, former State Senator Ted Harvey, Chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President at StopShow.com. Appreciate you being on the Al Nathan Show. If you could stick around for the next segment, that would be terrific. And listeners, you, of course, should definitely stick around for the next segment. Regardless, more Al Nathan Show is coming up after this break.
6: This message is provided by Beringer Ingelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer-Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global Fibrineer Program. To learn more about Fibronear and eligibility requirements, visit Fibronear IPF.longboat.com and Fibronear ILD.longboat.com.
7: This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon-St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a
2: transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million
7: people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org.
3: Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious and lately you seem to really not care i've been there for you since day one and i know you think i'm gonna keep ticking but no my friend i can quit whenever i want why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while is that too much to ask i don't want to leave but unless you stop ignoring me what else am i supposed to do remember when i quit you quit Sincerely, your heart.
6: Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text pressure to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
3: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals,
4: Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show, everybody. Silker Joe Show, co-host Joe filling in for Alan today, and we are still joined by former State Senator Ted Harvey, Chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President at StopJoe.com. Transitioning the topic to something else Democrats are probably going to try to run on in 2024, and that is gun control. They are taking advantage of various mass shootings to really try to push their agenda to limit guns in the hands of law-abiding citizens, and, of course, make sure criminals have all free and unfettered access to guns, as much as they care to. In fact, the same district attorney who's been persecuting Trump, trying to figure out, make up felonies out of what would have been a misdemeanor if it even happened the way that he's claiming it happened, that same district attorney thinks that armed robbery should be a misdemeanor. And for that, you would not lose your gun if you pointed it in someone's face and said, give me all of your money. You would get to keep your gun. So they're really flip-flopped on gun control there when it comes to criminals. So, Ted Harvey, what do you make of this? Well, that
5: is, that is the hypocrisy of that is just laughable. Um, I, I think it should be a, almost a capital offense if you use a firearm to commit a crime. Um, even if you, you're, you're, it's just robbery, um, you are putting somebody's life in danger, and that's outrageous. Um, but the Democrats are going to use these, mentally ill people who have um, proven that they are mentally ill um, to use as justification to push their radical agenda to disarm the American people. And it's not just at the federal level where where the administration is doing everything they can. It's at the state level in every blue state in America. I'm here in Colorado, and our state legislature just passed a a handful of bills that um, are continuing to to infringe on our innocent citizens and take away their rights to self-defense while they are pushing all kinds of liberal policies that um, are protecting the, the criminals and protecting the mentally ill, and um, we are left defenseless. And I think that's probably going to be the modus operandi of the Democrats across the country. And we need to hold them accountable for it. They're the ones that are creating these dangerous situations.
4: Yeah, they saw how successful the riots of 2020 were in scaring people. So they figure, well, people will be even more scared to, and we will shut up even more and let us do what we want even more if they don't have firearms to protect themselves with. I uh, hate to say it, but that uh, really seems like kind of part of their reasoning and why you would let criminals have guns. Uh, Gee whiz, we saw in the Kyle Rittenhouse case where the people who were going after him with guns shouldn't have had guns to begin with because of their criminal background, but yet they became the martyrs in that situation.
5: Well, sure. And then you look at where these school shootings have happened. They've happened in gun-free zones where the adults the, the innocent victims weren't allowed to defend themselves. They were prohibited from carrying their firearms and exercising their constitutional rights of self defense because they worked in a gun free zone. And so the criminals, um, the, the the young lady who went in and shot up the school, she was she had looked at other schools and other locations, but she didn't go ardent than this. Person. School, so she went to the Christian school and shot it up. Um, it it it's not hard to understand that if you have a gun free zone, you're you're making the the citizens inside that gun free zone sitting ducks. And whether it's the teachers, the administrators, or the students, they're sitting ducks. And we have nobody else to blame but the Democrats for putting those policies in place.
4: Right, and you know the easiest thing to say because Democrats, you know, I've seen the argument from them that well you don't want to put law enforcement or more guns in school you don't want to harden schools at all because that's admitting that there's a problem and it's not dealing with the problem and it's just saying that we're helpless in the face of guns pretty much but then on the flip side look at who is protecting their leaders who are saying these things people with guns so if uh you know, guns don't work, and admitting that guns uh, and trying to harden the target is really inviting more shootings. And admitting that we can't solve the problem with with shootings, well, why why are why do they have armed guards then?
5: Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that you you look at everything that we hold dear, we guard with guns. Whether it is po- political leaders, whether it is the president of the United States, whether it is banks, whether it is um, Hollywood uh, stars, y- you look at every um, network TV uh, station and I go in to do interviews with them and I've got to go through a-, a metal detector and there's armed guards at every building that I go into. They're all protected. But the liberals that work in those, the- those uh, network TV stations, they are... Um, wanting to have gun control for everybody else but they want to be protected that's typical of the democrats and it's typical of the policies that they pursue and it is endangering every american in this country by by pursuing the putting those policies in place and there's no better example of that than in where you were seeing school shootings all across this country
4: Mm -hmm. and you know i was just thinking about how this video I saw online kind of explained sort of why they're going after the AR-15 in particular. Uh, apparently the gun industry wasn't doing so hot until the AR-15 came out, and that was just like the... I think they call such a thing a killer app these days, where the one with that came out, the gun industry really just started becoming super profitable and that's why the ar-15 became the almighty target of everything and then they start inventing these nebulous terms like assault weapon (laughs) that that they can hardly define and their definitions make absolutely no sense you know i saw how this one type of gun that in it comes in several different forms you know sort of like how you can get multiple models of the same car Except one model was illegal for some reason because it was considered an assault weapon, but the others weren't. These policies just make no sense, even the way they try to define them.
5: Right. It, it's all aesthetics. That, that what it, All they are saying is if a a firearm is is black and looks like a a dangerous machine gun, then therefore we have to make it illegal, even though it's no different than the majority of hunting rifles – that are on the market that hunters use every single day across the country. I have a semi-automatic hunting rifle that I hunt deer and elk with here in Colorado. Um, It's not considered an assault rifle in the, in the Democrats eyes, but of course they would never ever go after hunters guns because they know that that would result in an uprising um, and they'll never do that, but they're just going to go after a, a, another gun that, does the exact same thing but it just looks mean and so therefore they can call it a quote assault rifle when it actually has no meaning whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah
4: and another point on this idea of uh banning guns is uh who was it was it uh eric eric Swalwell or joe Biden or both who uh when it came to the idea of gun confiscation no no that's right it was uh oh the the guy from texas uh the the, the Irish, the guy with the Irish, Beto O'Rourke, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> Beto he was. O'Rourke, yeah, he's so forgettable that I forgot him. Uh, he said that he would send send police to like everybody. He would, he say he would confiscate guns from everybody, but that would involve sending police to everybody's house. But the Democrats are the ones who say that, you know, sending police after armed black men isn't a good idea. So they want to confiscate guns they have to send police to every black household thinking that there's guns there that's a recipe for disaster but they seem to be in favor of that policy
5: it's all talking points to talk to their radical base that wants to disarm america to the benefit of government and that's the only reason why they're pushing it
4: All right. Former State Senator Ted Harvey, chairman of the committee to defeat the president at Stop Joe. Appreciate you being on the Alan Nathan Show. His website is stopjoe.com, so you can check that out. We're coming up to a break, but do come back for more Alan Nathan
2: Show. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common. But after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve, and again on Valentine's Day, and on random occasions throughout the the year they're drawn to each other though they are each too insecure to be their true selves so what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist author elise bryant
7: this is a sweet and funny romantic story in which
5: the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are i hope readers enjoy
7: going along in this ride with reggie and delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way
2: Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold.
7: Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and Zero Sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage egg and cheese croissant sandwich. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal Crispy Chicken Sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way. At Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by (laughs) Coca-Cola. message from the Ad Council.
4: Welcome back to the Al and Nathan show, everybody. So it'd be somewhat remiss if I didn't talk about the uh, leaks that uh, have been coming out of the uh, Biden administration in particular in regards to what's going on in Ukraine. Um, Apparently, we're not uh, doing a very good job over in Ukraine. After all, this talk that uh, Ukraine is winning, it's inevitable that Ukraine will win. Well, maybe that's a bit over-exaggerated as to what the situation on the ground is. There's a lot of concern about whether or not Ukraine's ultimate victory will be assured, so we keep sending billions of dollars more over there and a lot of military equipment over there as well. What What's going to happen, though, if uh, Russia ends up winning? Do we get that military equipment back or do the russians get it we are sending state-of-the-art weapon systems over there we gonna let the russians get a hold of them i guess so um although i believe it was on this show that we had what was lieutenant colonel daniel davis talking about how We're creating this Frankenstein's monster of an army that the Ukrainians have to fight with, you know, different weapons assembled from different nations, except the problem is that's not how you fight a war to begin with. So perhaps that is no wonder that the Ukrainians are losing, because when you get used to one piece of equipment from one country you're not going to be as good with a similar piece of equipment from another country, assuming you can even use it at all. The operating systems are totally different, and aeronomics are different. Everything's different. It's not like there's, you know, it's not like it's just a cosmetic difference between each tanks and you can still drive them the same, like the difference between a minivan and a sedan or something. No, the differences are much more sophisticated than that, because you're talking about tanks from 50 years of uh, development – and from, like, five, ten different countries. So each one is at a different technological level. Each one is designed for different operators. Each one uses different parts. Would you like to be the guy in charge of trying to supply all this stuff? <laughs> and and not to mention, these documents also show all the corruption and graft going on in Ukraine, $400 million at least of what had been known to have been sent at the time i don't know if it was just from one stimulus package or from all of them put together 400 million dollars of it had just gone into the hands of some corrupt politicians so what what so our aid is clearly not being used properly so if ukrainians don't want to use our aid properly if they're losing anyway why are we still over there and we apparently also this is the real headline i probably should have led with this my bosses do accuse me of burying the lead we have troops on the ground in Ukraine. So this is apparently a hot war between the U.S. and Russia, and that's never a good thing when two nuclear armed powers are ha- fighting each other with soldiers. Um, we This uh, could very well lead to cities like New York and Los Angeles being disintegrated. Now, some of the more conservative listeners may be clapping and cheering at that, pre- at that thought, uh, but keep in mind that this uh, nobody wins when we have a nuclear war this end of humanity is not a good thing irradiating the landscape and the planet isn't a very good thing either and i find it ironic that all these people in the news media what was their reaction when they learned that we were actually much closer to a nuclear exchange than initially thought well they said that the problem wasn't that the problem was that someone blabbed about it that they they hate they didn't like the message so they want to kill the messenger pretty much and they don't like the fact that we even know that this is going on in fact the media when they were at this uh press briefing with pentagon officials they weren't concerned about us having soldiers in ukraine they weren't asking what our soldiers in ukraine were doing why were they shooting at russians why were we in a hot war with the nuclear armed power And why were they, why were we being lied to about this? In fact, the Secretary of Defense lied to Congress about it under oath. And uh, of course, he's not going to be held accountable. Just as an aside, he will not be held accountable. Lying to Congress is one of the many crimes that politicians just are expected. If you don't lie to Congress, you haven't done your job properly. It might be illegal, but it's procedural that you lie to Congress. Anyway, the media didn't really care that we had troops on the ground fighting the Russians and that always means that we're going to escalate that's what happened in Vietnam that's what led to our escalation there it started out with advisors then it started out with special forces like we have right now in Ukraine and then it just escalated to sending the whole military in there but uh with Russia it's a different story if we escalate to that degree because that means nuclear conflict and nobody wants that well The average citizen doesn't want that. Of course, the politicians are going to hide in their bunkers. But the media, who don't seem to want the public to know about this, they weren't told either that we were this close to nuclear war, yet they don't care. They don't care that the government was going to throw them under the bus when the missiles started flying. They don't care that they were the the ones who were vaporized. The media actually seems to be suicidal in its devotion to the Biden administration it is levels of insanity that are incomprehensible and of course they lead to extreme levels of deception that we will be getting from the media as the biden administration's handle on power that starts to dismantle itself you know as uh, people start seeing the biden administration for what it really is so that's why you have the media who never found a leaker it didn't like under trump saying that this leaker is a traitor should be tried etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> like like when they leaked the phone call about Trump to Ukraine, they said that that was heroic. The guy ended up getting a promotion, I think, who did it. Whereas this guy tells us, hey, we're actually a lot closer to World War III than we thought. Maybe you know you should start digging a b- bunker for yourself or something. And that, he's a traitor for saying that sort of thing. How dare he go against the official narrative by giving us the truth? And that's actually what the Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby, said to the press. He said that the public did not have a right to know this information that we were so close to world war three that we should be in panic mode right now, pretty much. Yeah. None of you had a right to know that, that your lives were being threatened by the Biden administration's reckless policies. And also that the Ukrainian government is horribly corrupt, but we did kind of already know that. And all this is going on for what, what are we as America getting out of this? We're not getting anything out of this war. Uh, as as a people you know it's obviously not about protecting democracy or protecting a sovereign nation because ukraine's government decided to ban the opposition party and ban the church and ban journalists that it didn't like it's doing everything that the that the media accused trump of doing they called media uh, they called trump a dictator for the way he treated the media yet the, yet Zelensky is banning journalists left and right banning the opposition party and the media is okay with that. Suddenly that is democracy. When they like it, it's democracy. When they don't like it, it's uh, oppression, tyranny, etc. But objectively speaking, the Ukrainians do not have a democracy at this point. They now have a despot in power, a very corrupt one, from uh, the amounts of money that are being seized from uh, the aid that we are giving. And also the equipment that we're giving just disappears and ends up on the black market, too. A lot of it does. So this is just, Totally not a situation that we should be involved in at this point. And Russia, perhaps they were in the wrong for invading, perhaps not. There's uh information that could indicate both sides because the region that they invaded was full of rabid anti Semites, and allegedly in that region that the Russians invaded at first, the Donbass area. You know, the, they were just doing that because a bunch of Jews were in trouble down there. And the Ukrainian government is categorically anti-Semitic. It has been. They're one of their national heroes is a Nazi. So great job on that. And then there's also the much vaunted Ballyhooed Azov Battalion, which is a neo-Nazi organization. You know, the mainstream media in the U.S., one of the alphabet networks, I think it was NBC, they actually did a fluff piece on the Azov Battalion at the same time that they're condemning white nationalists in america they're promoting neo-nazis over in ukraine because that's the right thing to do because ukraine needs our support etc and then they even try to deny that there's neo-nazis in ukraine despite the fact that in 2019 the american media was all over the place reporting about neo-nazis uh, yeah. running p- prominent roles in ukraine so they're going against their own reporting hoping that you don't just look up an article from four years ago <laughs> that uh, totally contradicts what they're saying about the situation there now as far as neo-nazis go so it really is very much believable that russia could have just gone in because they saw a bunch of jews in trouble now of course putin would have had some ulterior motive he does not do anything unless he has an ulterior motive and that is a key disputed region so he probably hoped either that he would go in there and seize that territory in the name of protecting the jewish population there or he would just hope that doing a limited strike in the country much like america does uh, other countries abroad and uh hope that that will give him some you know uh added influence in that region and may have them vote to secede as opposed to just seizing it for himself and you know just saying hey you can vote to secede for me because i will protect the jewish population here so again it's information on both sides that maybe he was right maybe he was wrong but we're being told that he was categorically wrong, escalated the situation because, boy, the Biden administration didn't want to avoid a war in Ukraine. They wanted a war there. Why? Because they have a lot of money tied up in Ukraine. And if Russia gains influence in Ukraine, that means less money that the Biden that the Biden family has been getting. Because remember, in 2014... The, hunter biden joined the board of burisma three days later the obama administration announced that we would have this partnership with ukraine that ended up profiting burisma heavily just three days after hunter biden joined and hunter biden met with barack obama days before that I don't think that's much of a coincidence. Certainly, if the Trump family had a coincidence like that that looked so heavily corrupted, we'd be hearing a lot more about that. But the media is silent because it's okay when they do it. More Alan Nathan's show after this break. In
5: December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager, JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara.
3: Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices and cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more,
5: visit jumpcloud.com.
9: Find out more at nsc.org slash I'm
3: Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you.
9: I'm a quadriplegic.
5: I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity.
0: I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system.
1: I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me, would there be a ventilator for me, would I be able to survive something it's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is.
8: Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for that.
0: I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now.
8: We all got to
1: help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org.
4: Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. Soaker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today. Thank you for sticking with us through the sour. We are joined now by Stephen Wilford. He is advisor to the Second Amendment Foundation as well as spokesman for Gun Owners of America. He is the archetypical good guy with a gun because in 2017 he stopped the deadliest mass shooting in Texas's history. Stephen Wilford, always happy to have you. How are you today?
1: I'm doing excellent. Beautiful day here in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, certainly.
4: Since you aren't under the shadow of some of these gun control rules that other states are under, uh, right now in Tennessee, for example, uh, what are they working on there?
1: Well, you know, the ridiculousness of it is is, is the Tennessee governor run is ran as being pro gun, and, and now he is willing to uh, do an executive order because he can't get it past the legislation, and. Uh, I think it's time for him to get calls and stuff from uh, people from Tennessee and let him know that they are not happy with him and how he can do an executive order. They have really totally over-the-top carried away with executive orders, and that's not supposed to happen like that.
4: And yeah, now one of his uh, orders it just says it would strengthen background checks for purchases of guns. I'm not sure exactly how you would strengthen the background checks. They're pretty thorough. If you, if it checks to see if you have any felony records, it, and if you answer the wrong way on it, then you not only do you not get a gun, you go to prison. So for lying on a on a form like that, so I'm not sure like what kind of strengthening would they even do. But on top of all that. Uh, Another law, he wants lawmakers to pass some kind of protection law that would have very nebulous things, danger to themselves or
1: others. He's trying to do red flag laws and stuff, too, and, and, you know, that's that's getting around due process. That's what this country was founded on, is that you're innocent until proven guilty. You can't just come into someone's home, take all their guns away, and then make them prove that they're not a threat you know, uh, just off of someone's say-so. It's ridiculous. That's not what we're founded on. If if, if I have a beef against you and I know you have a gun, just go out and say, well, I think he's a threat. Uh, So let's send in law enforcement doing no-knock, kicking your door at 5 o'clock in the morning, take your guns away, and now you have to prove that you're not a threat.
4: Yeah, and not only that, but... If it works anything like the do not fly list, then it'd be almost impossible to get your name off of one of these red flag lists because you don't – usually don't know that you're on one until the government comes knocking at your door and you trigger it and there's no real way for you to get your name off of it. In fact, as far as the no fly list goes, when you write to the Department of Justice asking if you're on it, they won't tell you.
1: Yeah, so, well, red flag laws, you'd at least know that you were on that because they'd kick in your door. So there there was a, uh, I think it was in Maryland, uh, that was uh, uh, one of the first red flag laws. And some guy's ex-wife's mother, his ex-mother-in-law, reported him, said that he he owned guns and they thought he was a threat, and they did a no-knock at 5 o'clock in the morning. They kicked in his door of course, you kicked in my door at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I don't know who you are. I'm coming out with a pistol. So he came out with a pistol, and the police shot him dead. And then after while, afterwards, his mother-in-law said, Well, I didn't think y'all were going to kill him. Well, you know, and he had never had a felony or anything charged before. And they just kicked in his door and shot him because he came out with a gun. And why wouldn't he come out with a gun? He was in his own home thought that he was being broken into, and uh, he had his gun. <laughs> and yes, and so... they shot, shot and killed him for a no-knock raid for a red flag law. What happened to innocent until proven guilty?
4: Right. This man had no charge against him, and instead of waiting to go through a court battle and all that, they just kick in his door and shoot him dead that what, what country does that happen in it's not supposed to be
1: happening here what country are they in well we're, we're already seeing how you know right along with the january 6th stuff when the real report comes out and stuff and they found out that they imprisoned prison people that were no threat that were like like the so-called uh kyrnan salmon that the capital police let him around and showed him around and tried to open doors for him and and stuff and then they put him in prison for with no trial or anything like that you know and so they finally had to let him go when all that came out but yeah what what kind of country are we living in when uh... they can the government treat citizens like this with, with no evidence
4: and uh why why is it that the you know democrat party in particular seems so interested in imposing this kind of thing as these kind of red flag laws because i can it's the same side of the aisle that says police are you know trigger happy racists so they want to give oh, police yeah. the power to kick down the door of a black family's home at three in the morning and come in with guns with the legal authority to shoot anyone they don't like <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. You know, gun control is, uh, never has worked in this country. It has, you know, criminals, they they don't pay attention to these things anyway. And even if they do fail a background check, they'll go out and buy a gun on the streets, you know. A criminal's going to get a gun anyway. All you're doing with this is you're affecting law-abiding citizens. And, and it's ridiculous.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and
4: the, not only that, but this is the same group that doesn't think that actually using a gun in the commission of a crime should have that gun taken away from you. Uh, the district attorney in New York City who's persecuting Trump right now, he actually thinks that armed robbery should be a misdemeanor, and you don't get your gun taken away for a misdemeanor, so – what? really it seems like they want to place the criminal above the law-abiding citizen. why are they trying to cater to the criminals like that
1: Well and they're allowing criminals to go and walk the streets you know with, with uh, no bail just go ahead and we'll put them back out on the streets. you know they just they just sold you know under a thousand dollars so that's okay. no prosecution or anything it was under a thousand dollars. Well let me go into your home. Mr. Politician, and take what I want for under $1,000. Are you okay with that? And how many times do I have to come back before I've got everything in your house?
4: Mm. Yeah. That's why they have armed guards around their houses, but they want to take your guns away. I guess let the criminals have something other than the politicians that's a softer target to go after.
1: I I hear the bumper music, but please go to gunowners.org and sign up and get in the fight.
4: All right, listeners, you can go ahead and do that, because we are done with this hour of the Alan Nathan Show, gun but also our website, mainstreamionetwork.com and alannathan.com. Be seeing you. The
0: opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.